Hey there. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. We are Tom and Julie Meekins. And I'm a dad, I'm a grandpa, and a brother in Christ. And I'm a mom, Grammy, and sister in Christ. And together we entered the world of special needs 25 and a half years ago with our youngest daughter, Amy. Our desire is to help you be the champion for your kids that you want to be. We hope you'll find something here that will make your world a little brighter. Today's podcast is the fourth in a series of nine, in the nine-part series called um, Practical Tips to Survive COVID Education Days at Home. Uh, This series was written to bring help and hope and strategies to parents as they navigate school time at home, either part-time or full-time. However, you'll find practical helps and tips for all of life that can be implemented at any time. Uh, The topics in this nine-part podcast series um, are Settle Yourself. We did that first. Second was Settle the Children. And third, Be Flexible. Today we're going to talk about laughter and laugh. And then uh, next next time we'll be have compassion, and then we'll talk about um, a guide. Don't lord it over, but guide each other, guide your children. And then we'll talk about praise first, and then recruit help, and then keep things in perspective. In our first podcast of this series, we talked about settling yourself. We talked about taking steps to breathe, get into God's word pray, eat chocolate, and check in with others for support. In our second podcast of this series, we talked about settling the children. We covered many calming techniques for the children and included physical activities and sensory activities. And then last time in our third podcast of this series, we talked about being flexible. We discussed listing the things that are are going well, being thankful for what we do have, and about choices we can make to help us not sweat the small stuff. We also talked about shopping to consider, not shopping, but that would be fun too, about stopping to consider what our children are feeling and how to validate them, encourage them, and love them. Today, on this fourth podcast of the series, we will want you to encourage you, we want to encourage you, and we will want you to encourage your children to laugh. Very good. Laugh. Laugh, laugh. A lot. The baby has unrolled all the toilet paper while you're at home tutoring her sibling. Your preschooler says the cutest thing. The family pet gets his head stuck in a toy bucket. Your child runs naked outside. Anybody? <laughs> a lot of these things have happened to us, very much so. There's a, a writing on the wall, literally, someone wrote all over the wall. Your toddler has decided to play dress-up with your clean laundry, uh, which is now all over the house. We have choices to make here. Cry or laugh. Grab the camera or fall apart. Trust me, years from now, those moments of childish pranks will be precious recollections. We have to tell you, don't take life so seriously. Believe it or not, this too shall pass. Humor does something chemically in the brain and lightens the heart. Yes, the Bible does say laughter is good medicine. Proverbs 17:22. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit 
dries up the bones. I like to look that. I think that's the NIV. I like to look that up in other translations. Laughter or a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit, sometimes it says, but a downcast spirit dries up the bones, depending on the translation. It's very, very, very good to, to do that. Joy, Nehemiah uh, chapter 8, verse 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So let's talk about some strategies uh, to lighten the atmosphere, to create memories, to laugh loud and long. And this is something that Julie was really, really good at and still is with um, uh, with our daughter Amy and many times with me too. So, get so some examples having raised, here. having raised four children yes. who are now in their adult world, um, we kind of um, learn some things along mm. the way. Let's say your toddler does roll an entire roll of toilet paper all over the house while you're trying so hard to help your elementary student to do online school. You may be thinking, toilet paper, that's such a precious commodity in these <laughs> days of COVID. But really stop and think, what is your next step? Some choices are sigh, that woe is me, martyr sigh, and we've all done it. Yell at the toddler for making a mess or grabbing that toilet paper and making a mummy out of your child or yourself. Or you can do an activity that often occurs at bridal showers. Drape the toilet paper over a child to make a dress or shirt or cape. Take a photo. Yes, that camera can be a very valuable thing to have handy. Let's say your young child has strewn the clean laundry all over the room while you're preparing dinner. <laughs> Some choices are a natural <laughs> could be cry or yell, depending on your personality. And, uh, the, the, and the child. Uh, or you could quietly stomp through the room, picking it up and slamming each article of clothing back into the basket. Or play dress up with your toddler and other family members and do a quick little skit. Your toddler can be the parent, you <laughs> can be the child. Or you can dress up the stuffed animals in the house and, and make uh, a video, uh, a video parade. I can see our four-year-old grandson doing something yes. like that yes and I want to stop here to say we're not lightening um we, we're not um what, do I, what am I trying to say making we light. under making light that's yeah. it we're, we understand that life is intense and that you're in the middle of cooking dinner and all these crazy things are happening or you're trying to get something accomplished and this is like mm. it looks like an interruption all of these things look like interruptions um, Tom likes to call them interventions. interventions. And so let's take them at face value and not get too deeply involved in being frustrated over them. We can make these choices. Mm -hmm. And now we will fail and we need to just forgive ourselves and move on. But here's some ideas that might be helpful to you if you know them ahead of time. So let's say your baby has upended his spaghetti over his head. I don't know what toddler has not done that in their <laughs> lifetime. Some choices are... Look at your child with disgust and roughly wash it off of him. Or methodically grab a washcloth and begin wiping it off with no emotion. Or laugh out loud. Come on, folks. It really is funny looking to see a kid with spaghetti all over their head, right? Take time to take a photo and text it to a grandparent or an aunt or uncle, cousin or a friend. Or you can also fill the bath, place the baby in the tub, and take time to play with bath toys with her. 
Let's say the kids have tossed toys from one end of their room to the other, or worse, from one end of the house to another. Uh, some choices are yell and tell them to clean it up, or play the martyr and clean it up all by yourself in a grumpy, angry, or woe is me way. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> or you can engage your children in a game. And like I say, Julie's really good at this, so I'm going to uh, turn this over uh, to her to describe a game that uh, you could do. Okay, Tidy Town. Tidy Town. Doesn't that sound wonderful? So part one, it sounds more complicated than it is. Part one, obstacle course. So you set up bins or baskets or boxes every few feet. So, you, you know, you got a mess. There, things are everywhere. So you set up a bin or a basket or boxes every few feet. Everyone gets down on their hands and knees. Every person grabs the toys around them and drops them into the container closest to them. So you got some gross motor skills going on here, and um, you'll see some other very good child development things in the middle of this as well. So variations, you can all start at the same spot, or you could position the children and yourself at different proximities to the containers. Make it fun, laugh a lot, see how fast you can get all the toys into the containers in the room. You can even set a stopwatch to see how long it takes. If you have to pick up multiple rooms, make it a competition between rooms, not between children, between rooms. The key is that everyone works together and keeps it kind and productive and that you keep it as much fun as possible. Do lots of laughing. You can play silly songs or you can sing. You can play and sing silly songs. You can tell silly jokes. You can make funny faces. You can pick up an item or two and give them voices. That's always fun. Children love that. Okay, now we're moving into part two. Sorting. See, another developmental thing. One by one, sort the items in each container according to their quote-unquote home location. For example, if there are Legos, make a pile of Legos from that bin. If there are stuffed animals, and all the other bins. If there are stuffed animals, make a pile of animals, and so forth. Some more variations. You can all work on the same bin, or children can be assigned to different bins, and you can designate the places for the different piles of like items. So, you know, in several different bins, there might be Legos, but there's one pile of Legos that everybody needs to bring those Legos to, and with the stuffed animals and the other things that you have as well. You can make it educational by asking what letter of the alphabet that the items start with. You can ask what rhymes with the item you picked up. You can have the children count the items. See how much fun this is? And learning happens at the same time. Now, part three, each pile goes home. <laughs> Next, it is time to take all the items back to where they belong. So here's some variations. You can assign each pile to an individual child. You can have two children work on taking the same pile back to where it belongs until it's done and then have them move on to another pile. Here's something we did when our children were younger to get the house picked up. I would tell them, go put away two things and come back when you're done. So they would race and they would go put them away and then they'd come back. When they came back, I would say, go put away three things and come back when you are done. I would continue to go up one or two or more numbers of items for them to pick up and report back. Before we knew it, everything was put away. And we set the tone and atmosphere of our homes. As parents, we do that. We can have homes where children are afraid to make noise or share their feelings or make mistakes or 
We can have a home where we forgive easily, give lots of rope for mistakes and maturing, and laugh often and laugh long. This is one of those attitudes that gets better with practice. Make it your business to practice levity and lightheartedness. What do you do to lighten the atmosphere during stressful times? Send us an email at championsforparents at gmail.com and share your ideas. That's champions number four parents at gmail.com. So, as you settle yourself and settle the children, learn to be more flexible and have empathy for your children, make sure you take time to laugh. Thank you for joining us. And we invite you to check out our website, uh, championsforparents.com, and invite you to email us at championsforparents at gmail.com. And also come find Champions for Parents on Facebook. We can interact with you there. That's all for now.